Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I am Gabriel Morenzi. I'm on the grid. It's football Friday. Let's do this thing. The raging redhead Cam Stewart's ready to rock and roll. Cousin Sal's going to step up and in. Joey Odessa's going to join us. It's football. It's fighting. It's baseball and everything else in between. Let's do this thing. We're on the clock right now, literally and figuratively. SMU and Tulane going off the board, Cam. 6 o'clock Eastern kickoff. Uh, What do you got? I'm taking Tulane, Gabe. Uh, it's nice when we're on the same side. I'm not sure if you're going to be on the same side as me, but uh, just I, I like Tulane in a bounce back spot. I know they didn't play well against Houston, but at home, uh, getting a touchdown, I, I'm going to ride the green wave today. I think it's going to be a pretty tight game. I'm going to take the home dog. Uh, should be some points in this game, but I'm not screwing around. I'm just taking Tulane plus a touchdown. Wish I got it earlier and got the hook, but uh, I got Tulane plus seven, buddy. Yeah, you know what? Um... SMU, this is a tricky football game. They're both tricky football games uh, tonight, but let's spare the breakdown since uh, it's kickoff right now. I'm feeling you here, Cam. You know what? I think Tulane are a little bit overrated. Tulane are like a hipster band, Cam, that they're they're not as big as their fans think they are. Everybody always, Tulane, 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 and it's Willie mm-hmm. Fritz. People like the coach, Willie Fritz. And, you know, Tulane are one of these teams, Cam, that the hipsters in the college football world picked to break out, you know what I mean? <laughs> but they yes. did like every year. They're like for like mm-hmm. the last three years. This is the year Tulane makes a bowl game. This is the year Tulane turns the corner, and they finally did. But like one out of the three years that they were hyped, exactly. uh, they got ambushed last week, Cam, in the second half against the Houston Cougars. But they are back home uh, right now. I think there's going to be points in this football game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And, you know, SMU, without their best wide receiver, they have enough skill position players that they can get through this. But they're missing a couple of guys, actually. Uh, they got a running back out. Their top Roberson's out as well. So I just have a hard time, Cam, laying six and a half points with SMU on the road in this spot. SMU are good, but they're not like a team that you want to be laying a touchdown on the road with, in my opinion. I agree with you 100%. Uh, it's nice if we're on the same side there. I will say this. You brought up a good point. Top running back, top receiver, road game. I'm not going to say Tulane's world beaters, and you're absolutely correct. All these people talk about Tulane like being this great team. They're not. Uh, you know, the program's getting better, but we're getting a home dog with a touchdown with an SMU team that's beat up in a spot where Tulane, I think, can bounce back. So that's going to be a part one of the college doubleheader game. I'm riding the green wave. Hopefully uh, they can cover the number. I think they can win this game outright, but I don't have the kahunas to go on the money line. I'll just take the touchdown and uh, go ahead and get it out of the way Ken please tell me uh, you're on the Cougars tonight later right <laughs> yes Cougars 
<laughs> That's the best. We'll tweet it at Cougars. Hey, it's a, can't can't lose with the Cougars tonight. It's a, it's it's a guarantee. I guarantee the Cougars are going to win and cover tonight. Uh, yeah, I like the Cougars. And in the baseball game, Gabe, it's going off in two minutes. I've gone back to the well with the Rays because I'm a stooge. But uh, I think uh, they they stopped the bleeding with uh, our boy uh, Snell. Snell. Snell's like a comeback to me, buddy. Let's go. I don't know. You know what I'm Snelling? What? I'm Snelling a game seven. Oh no, 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 no. Listen, my baseball picks are about as good as my MLS's back tournament picks. All right, buddy. Oh, buddy. The fact that I'm on the Houston Astros should make you feel better. So for the record, we're on Tulane plus the points. SMU Tulane over the number. Let's go with the Houston Astros as small underdogs. And we've been missing out on this. All these games are going under the number, Cam, in the American League. Give me the under in this ball game. Going with the Astros and the under. We're going to welcome our radio affiliates uh, in a second uh, here. Shout out to our radio affiliates. I am Gabriel Morenci. Kicking it with a raging redhead, Cam Stewart. We got a uh, really, really good show uh, lined up uh, for you uh, today. Um, in the words of uh, Ed Sullivan. So, uh, Cousin Sal's going to kick it with us. Always good when Cousin Sal joins us. Joey Odessa, we're stepping into the octagon. It's football and fighting today. It's football and fighting Friday. But So, we got college football right now. Uh, we're taking SMU Tulane to go over the number. And we're taking Tulane plus the points. Major League Baseball game going off the board. Give me the underdog, Houston Astros. And give me the under. What do you got, Cam? Yeah, I'm on Tampa. We're with you. You're you're riding Tang, the drink of astronauts. And I'll, I will say Houston's been really hot lately, but I think Snell stops the bleeding. This series is over tonight. Give me Tampa Bay, uh, and I'm on Tulane plus seven. Let's rock. All right. Uh, so we have uh, we have another college football game coming up uh, tonight. We're going to break that game down. That number's been coming down uh, as well, uh, in which uh, the BYU Cougars take on the Houston. Uh, Cougars, and we've got our sound effects ready to go as soon as the touchdowns uh, start to come in. Uh, this number was five and a half all week long. Now BYU are laying three and a half in this football game. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes down to three. Seems like everybody's jumping in on the home team uh, right now. BYU have been good, Cam. BYU have been good. I swear, out of all teams, I'm glad there's two games. There should be fun games tonight, but there they are two teams playing tonight, Cam, that always cause me problems. And SMU has always caused me problems. Like, SMU are one of these teams, whenever I bet on them, they suck. And I'm like, why did I load up on SMU? Uh, but they're actually good this year. Yeah, Ken, you know, this is, this is something we didn't bring up, actually, in the opening about SMU. I was on them last week. Uh, they played against the Memphis Tigers. Big game. It was a big mm-hmm. game. They won the game 30-27. to 27. I was on them. I think it's somewhat of a little bit of a letdown this week right now as well. They get Tulane, you know what I mean? It's it's not the same edge as they are home game against Memphis. Don't forget, there's psychos out there. They have fans at SMU games, too. They, in fact, they had to kick this student section out of the stadium uh, because um, the fans weren't adhering to the guidelines. Uh, so I think, I think SMU were kind of in a tough spot, but I look forward to breaking down this BYU and uh, Houston game. Should be a fun game. And, of course, the Los Angeles Dodgers look to mm. avoid being eliminated tonight, and they're massive favorites again. Game time decisions continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am Gabriel Brents. We're kicking it with the uh, the raging redhead Cam Stewart. Cousin Sal's going to join us a little bit later on. Joey Odessa uh, will join us in a couple of moments. Uh, time we'll talk some UFC. The Korean Zombie uh, and uh, Brian Ortega are uh, throwing it down, and uh, we'll be throwing it down. We got college football uh, on the board right now. Major League Baseball coming up. Uh, Cam, a busy night uh, tonight. Well, we got four games on tap: two college football and two Major League Baseball games. Yeah, and I got an update for us too, Gabe. Uh, great start for both of us. Tulane's up uh, seven to nothing. So, a good, good little start there. That's fantastic. Oh. <laughs> oh, there, there. Oh, I'm sorry. Surf's up. The surf's up. Surf's yeah, you know what? Surf's up. I like. We appreciate the attempt. It's good, but it doesn't work. I knew it it scared work. me. I thought, I thought my soundboard. I thought we had a problem. <laughs> Game, I, I looked at my soundboard. I thought, I'm like, it's hot. It's on fire. It's, I saw your like, face. Oh. I, saw your I face. know. I flipped out. I, I did. I was, I'm like, what's going on here? The, the waves. Parker, Parker, uh, Parker, master control. Good job. Good job. Yeah, we never settled job. on it too late. I like it. So, uh, let no, you know what? Let's go with the jazz. I think the jazz works. It's New Orleans. Dun, 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 like, you know, dun, slow, dun, dun. Slow the jazz. Yeah. Because, yeah, I got to tell you, that, that wave just sort of scared us. And I thought, same thing. I was like, oh, boy, I got mic problems. <laughs> yeah, that was weird, man. <laughs> you saw my face? I literally thought there was a fire in my eye. I flipped out for a second. So, yeah, let's stick to the jazz. But a good start for us. You got Tulane in the over. I got Tulane. And it's nice uh, as a dog to get the, the first points. But let's remember, Gabe, this is a team that blew a big lead against Houston and came out of the gate hot. Hopefully they can maintain it this time. Man, these college football games have been track meets uh, so far uh, this year for the most part. We saw last night they got to 111 points. Uh, There was some confusion during the broadcast. Uh, I don't know how many people were actually watching the game, uh, but, you know, I'm watching the game, and they, they, they got to, like, 84 points, all right, in the third quarter. So they get to 84 points, and they put a graphic up on the screen, and they say this is the highest scoring game in Sunbelt history. And I'm thinking to myself, and I tweeted, I even tweeted, I said, really? Mm-hmm. So I find it hard to believe uh-huh. that, like, a Sunbelt <laughs> game has never had more than 84 points scored before in it. Right? Exactly. And, yeah, they were wrong. If you can't trust the damn broadcast, who can you trust? 
they were wrong. They had to come back on after and say, oh, yeah, you know what? Sorry, there was some confusion. (laughs) The record was one team scored 84 points once. (laughs) Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, the, the actual record was 128 points in the Sun Belt. For the record, do you know what the all-time high-scoring college football game is? How many points were put up? I'm going to say 154, Fresno State and Hawaii. Good guess. Good call. Good. Uh, you're pretty close. Pretty, pretty close. 146. I like how you threw Fresno State and Hawaii in there. <laughs> pretty good, eh? <laughs> I remember the game. That's not correct. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good guess. Uh, (laughs) Very good guess, I thought. Texas A&M. I actually remember, so, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They played like a million times. And LSU. Yes, sir. Texas A&M. Yeah, the overtime game. game. Uh, Sorry, yeah, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. 146 points. 74-72. That's right. That's a basketball score. 74-72. College basketball score. That's the all-time record. But the thing is, that went to a million overtimes. That's the you thing. Know, that, this game yes. did it. It had 111 points without even going overtime. Gabe, I'll tell you, that's why I mentioned the Fresno State-Hawaii game when they were formerly in the WAC. I remember that game, and it was like 130-something, and it was no overtime. Like, the final score was like six, 69 to 62 or something. Like, it was something stupid. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I remember it was like, I, I'm not sure if it was the Timmy Chang days or whatever, but it was just dumb. Every possession, you know touchdown, really touchdown. high scoring No game? overtime. Mm-hmm. You remember it was a really high-scoring one. It was about three, four years ago. It was the, uh, the Bahamas Bowl, Popeyes, Central Michigan with Cooper Rush. Yeah, because I remember he set a record, and it was kind of bogus because he set like a record. I don't know. He threw like nine or ten touchdown passes or something, but mm-hmm. like six of them were in overtime. <laughs> so, like, it was one of those deals. I think it got to overtime in the forties. If somebody in our chat or out there, let I can't look it up right now. We'll look it up if we have to. But I'm curious. Yeah, the Bahamas Bowl, and now it's bothering me. What was the damn score? I remember it was Central Michigan. And, Didn't they come um, back? To- they forced yeah. overtime, too, on some big comeback. I remember it was like yeah, a return. I think they lost. I they remember. came back, but then they lost or something. Yeah. I remember there was a million points score. I remember because Cooper Rush set all kinds of records. All right, Bahamas Bowl, Bahamas Bowl. There's not a lot These of games. Them, so we'll be able to remember. It's not even yeah. that high scoring. It was 49-48. Yeah, nothing. That's nothing. It's, yeah, so it that's, must have been yeah. like low scoring when it went to overtime. That was the thing. It was a crap-ass game, and it went to overtime, and it was a ton of points scored. That's, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah, and Western Kentucky won 49-48-2014. I think we were on the right side of that game. (laughs) Buffalo won the the Bahamas Bowl last year against Charlotte. That's right. We bet on Buffalo. Go Buffalo, the Bulls. (laughs) You can offer me $100,000 right now, Cam. I would not have remembered that. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you would. Well, you know, no, the funny thing is, you would have. I, know it's I just, was on Buffalo. I remember I was on yeah. the Buffalo Bulls. I, re- I remember the show we did, too. We both took Buffalo. The problem is, we bet every night of every game of every whatever, so the games just bleed into each other. But I do remember that specific game. Buffalo actually dominated Charlotte. They just pounded the rock on them. Like, Charlotte couldn't stop the, the Bulls' running game. We won. That's why I don't remember. Because I yeah. vividly remember the Bahamas <laughs> Bowl of 2017 when we were on UAB against UAB. Ohio. Oh, and oh we got throttled. Oh, I remember horrible day. We were at the Fantasy Sire. Sports Network, Sports Grid Studios, 
uh, one of our early studios. I swear to God, it's funny. I don't remember last year, but I totally remember December 22nd, 2017, sitting in front of that screen with all the wall with all those TVs. I remember yep. going, I can't believe we put 500 bucks on UAB. <laughs> oh, I was so pissed. I remember I was just working like a couple days a week, too. All those kids were like eating their lunch, and we were just sitting there staring at the TV. They're like, look at these losers, lose paychecks on these loser college bowl games. Me and you were pissed, and we had to do a show they afterwards. Man, we were, well, yeah, we had smoke coming out our ears. <laughs> what a yeah, I'm looking at these Bahamas was. bowls. I've been on the wrong side of a lot. Wrong wrong side, a lot of these uh, Bahamas uh, Bulls. So, uh, so Major League Baseball, I'll tell you what, um, man, the Dodgers, we'll get to the Dodger game, but we have the Astros. Uh, we have the Astros and the Rays, and I feel like a game seven is on the horizon here, Cam. The Houston Astros have a lot of confidence right now. Tampa were a little sloppy late in, in the game, and it's amazing. But we've talked about Valdez for a couple of years now, man, but the guy's the man. The guy's the He's man good. for them. And, you know, mm-hmm. they, they they trust him. He's in the spot. Tampa just get out of the inning uh, right now. Um, so we're, we're on the under in this baseball game, as well as the um, the Houston Astros. I think we're going seven. Oh, we got a touchdown uh, Mustangs. Can we get the Mustang, please? Mustang Sally. <laughs> That's me, but where's the where's the professional horse? <laughs> Down boy. <laughs> we were prepared no? for the wave. Evidently, we're not prepared for the Mustang. <laughs> yeah, see, it's okay. That's why I got to come with. I got to come with my own like, sound effects. I like the style. We're on too late. We're not on SME. Screw them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No horse, please. So, oh, is this boy. one turning in? Is this enough? Well, is this like? Well, it's seven, Damn, seven, like, five minutes in. You tell me. Right. Like, you tell it, me. It just, are you going to lie at the over? Last night, we saw that game was stunted, right? It was weird. There was points. There wasn't points. Nothing happened. We're like, oh, it's not going to get there. Then suddenly it opened up again. It was all over the place. But you know what, Cam? I ended up going five and one last night in that game because we took the Good original over 72 and a half. Then we took the in-game over 86 and a half. Then we took the in-game over 103 and a half. We took the in-game over 107 and a half. But uh, then I got greedy. I thought, and this is where my bad eyesight uh, burnt me, but I, I would have lost anyways, thank God. I thought I bet over 111 and a half. It was really 115 and a half. But, man, my short-term vision, uh, I got problems. So yeah. I got to go to lens crafters. I, I can't read the directions <laughs> off the back no, of the box. We can't read anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sports Grid. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. 
I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gabriel Red, so we're kicking over to Raging Redhead Camp Stewart. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates and whatever video platform or device you are watching us on uh, right now. In the words of uh, Bruce Buffer, it's time! Joey Odessa steps up and into, uh, we're stepping into the octagon. Football and fighting. I remember years ago, Joey Odessa told me, and he's actually right. Um, as always, you were right, Joey. You told me many years ago. Said, uh, Moretti, if you just stuck to betting on football and fighting, you'd be a very, very rich man. Last night, mm-hmm. I go 5-1 football, 0-2 baseball. <laughs> yep, 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 baseball, 0-5 for me. <laughs> what can you do, man? Football. Uh, just keep on football batting, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. You got to stick to that 52-week season. Fighting no, you know what? Time, you we- got it every week. What are you doing? No, no. All you got to do is you do what every smart gambler does. If you lose, you just double up the, or triple up the next day or quadruple up. That's yeah, all you got to do. That's what I that, yeah, that, that's what the sharps do, right? Uh, so, yeah. all right, let's get right into the octagon. A lot of fights, actually, I like uh, here this week. <laughs> so this main event, we told the storyline a little bit earlier. Ortega, I always thought Ortega was a good guy, too, actually. Uh, but, you know, anybody that slaps around a 120-pound rapper – uh, when when the Korean zombie goes to the bathroom, you know, not too cool. So the Korean zombie really wants to beat this dude up for real in real life. It's not fake or anything. He ain't playing around. Yet the number, Joey, seems a little high to me. You know what I mean? I'm seeing 210 right now at FanDuel. What do you make of this fight? Well, anybody, I mean, look, Ortega's got a following. He was in that movie. He was training Halle Berry. He's like doing the Modelo commercials. All this since he got... Stopped by Max Holloway. Now, you look at this fight. If it's anybody other than Brian Ortega coming off of nearly, he fought uh, Max on December 8th of, what, 2018? It's almost two-year layoff. Korean Zombies rattled off two straight wins since then. You know, in fairness, Ortega was stopped in that fight. You know, anybody that watches that fight, I think Max kind of laid out a blueprint on how to beat Ortega. And I think the number's right. I think that, you know, two to one on the Korean Zombie could actually, it might be a little cheap. You know, a lot of people were saying Ortega will catch him, Ortega will catch him, but how many guys you want to bet with a puncher's chance? Not me. Now, I do get it. This COVID stuff mixes everything up. You know, the people that they're bringing in, with, you know, the entourages and the, the fight camps and things. I think the zombie trained in uh, in Korea or wherever. He, he didn't train in the States for this fight, from my understanding, which makes things a little bit difficult. But, look, I like a guy that knocked out his last two opponents. He's got, he's got some momentum. He's going in there against a the guy who hasn't fought in two years. You know, it's it's making some money outside of fighting. I, I like Korean I'm zombie, glad, man. I'm glad you brought that up, actually. So Ortega, so Gracie can't go with him uh, to the United Emirates, which so he loses one of his corner men. That's a disadvantage. Uh, you got an American going over to the Middle East. That's a disadvantage. You talk about uh, Korea. 
And I wanted to do this. That's why I'm glad you brought it up, Joey, but I'm not smart enough. I am, but I'm going to get a headache uh, trying to figure it out. But the thing is, they're fighting, guys, in, on, on Fight Island. It's 3 in the morning for us. People don't realize. Three in the morning. That. It'll be 5. Yep. It'll be 5 in the morning. Yes, exactly. So by the time right. the main event comes in, that's 5 a.m. I was thinking, guys, Korea. They're already like 9, 10, 12 hours ahead of us. He's, for him, it's not 3 in the morning. He's, Joey, like, I think training in Korea is perfect. I, I'm, that's why I'm glad you brought it up, because I was thinking about that. And I want to seem smart and say, you know what, guys, with this time zone difference, Korean zombie's going to be way more comfortable than Ortega. You know what I mean? Like, I like the fact that he trained in Korea. So Ortega can't, can't, doesn't have a corner man. He's going from California to, to the United Emirates here. Um, it's an unorthodox, weird body clock, weird food different. And now suddenly you're fighting a Korean dude who's from the other part of the world anyways. And he's just used to like the different hemisphere, the air, the time. Yep. And plus he wants to kill you. <laughs> so and yeah, Joey's just, brought up a good point, Gabe. I think he what about the guy? The numbers he's doing beer commercials and stuff. You don't want to be with a guy. Yeah, like, I mean, you, you got to think about, like, what people are doing. Like, where's your mindset when you're, hey, man, I drink Modelo and whatever. It's like, hey, you know what I mean? You need all your faculties when you're going in to get your bell rung. I tell you one thing. If I was going to fight a guy that was going to kill me, I wouldn't be doing a beer commercial before. If I beat him, maybe after. I'll tell you what. Modelo's got a lot of free pop on the show this week. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, Modelo's got, yeah, Modelo's got some every, free plugs. Modelo, every time so, evidently the, the ad worked because every time Modelo. someone brings up Ortega, oh yeah, the Modelo ad. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say I want to see, uh, I want to see uh, Cam Stewart in the Modelo ad. Cam yes. Stewart. His family came from the mean streets of Glasgow, Scotland. <laughs> he worked his way up the talk show ladder. <laughs> he showed Cam kicking it in a bar with the Modelo all yeah. after. Ooh, smooth, yeah. smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worked his way up from the streets of Glasgow. It doesn't matter where you come from. <laughs> All right, so Korean zombie. All right, this next fight. Uh, I hope you agree with me because I did an ESPN radio hit uh, earlier this afternoon, and they asked me about the fights this weekend, and I said, uh, "Yeah, guys, I'm betting on Jessica Andrade uh, this week. I think she she's going to beat UK again. What's your take, Joey?" I, I, I agree with you, G. I think that uh, I think Jessica beats her for a couple of reasons. One, because I think she's a better fighter, even though she's going up in weight. You know, Chukagian, I worry about her maybe laying on her or something, you know, like grinding out three rounds. But I don't think so. You know, I think that Chukagian's going to try to take her down. If she does, I think she might walk into something. You know, Andrade seems to carry a lot of that power up in weight with her. And you know what else? And, and this is the red flag, and not to overcomplicate things. I mean, we overcomplicated Ortega fight. I think Jung just wins that fight just because he's better. But uh, Chukagian was talking about retirement after this fight and starting a family. Now, the only one that I know that could like start a family and still keep kicking butt is, is Amanda Nunes. You know what I mean? I don't see Chukagian doing that. And also, some people aren't traveling with Chukagian. You know, she's not at, what, Jersey City camp? I, I don't think she got a full camp or, or normal corners with her. And then Drande, I mean, look, I'm not putting anything into the lanes. I mean, Chukagian's much bigger than Andrade, height-wise, reach-wise. But, you know, Chukagian also had a height and reach advantage over uh, Valentina Shevchenko when she fought her, right? I mean, and you saw how that ended. So I, I think that uh, I think that Andrade gets it done. I agree with you there. And I think that the price is a little short. I expect it two to one. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it would go up a little bit, too. I'm seeing right now minus, uh, minus 164. 
minus 164 at FanDuel. All right, what about, um, you know, we always like to find an underdog here. We talked with Gamble earlier in the week. Uh, is Bukoskis worth a look here, Joey, at, and, oh, uh, sure. against Jimmy Crute? I mean, Jimmy Crute shouldn't be uh, this yeah. big of a favorite, should he? Probably not, no. I mean, the price is too high. I mean, the value guys are going to bet uh, are going to bet the African kid. I think you see it's where he's from, right, South Africa? Um, yeah, uh, Jimmy Crute? No, not Crute, the kid in front. No, the kid he's from South Africa, right? Oh, Bukoskis, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Crute, Australian, though, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we got a live dog here. What's that? I think we got a live dog here. I mean, it's going to be, it should be, it's going to be a slugfest, right? Anytime you get a slugfest, um, you know, you got a brawler in Crute. Is he going to leave the door open? Oh, this for is the, the kid from Cage here. Warriors. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. This kid is the kid that fought in Cage Warriors. I screwed that up. He's from, he's from Lithuania. Oh, Bukoskis. Yeah, Lithuania. Exactly. Yeah, Lithuania. Uh, Bukoskis. Yeah. With the kid on the undercard. Yeah, All I mean, right, he's, uh, I guess so. he's live. I guess he's live, but I don't love it. I mean, that's, I tell you, there's an underdog on this card that I do like, though, uh, uh, on the undercard, and I think he wins. And that's, uh, you want to hear it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, we, yeah, think, yes we do. I think it's. <laughs> I, think it's cool. I thought you would continue no, the what? sentence. Yeah. <laughs> tell me the best silver in the UFC. Who's the best silver right now? Who's the only silver out there that's undefeated in the UFC? It's that Claudio Silva, five and zero in the UFC, fourteen and one. That one loss he's got, I guess, was a, a DQ. I think this kid's won five fights in the UFC. They bring Kraus in on two weeks' notice. Now, granted, and Kraus lost his last fight against Giles, a split decision. That you know, Giles won that fight. Okay, it was close. You know, maybe the third. I don't know. He, I, he, he lost the fight on. You know, he lost the fight officially. I think that Kraus loses this fight. I think this uh, Claudio Silva wins in this fight in this spot. And, uh, and again, I think he continues to be the best Silva in the UFC. Highly underrated. How does Kraus open up minus 225 against Claudio Silva? I, I don't, you know, I thought that was a bad number. And obviously people agreed with me because they bet it down a good bit. Yeah, right now Kraus is minus 156. Claudio, uh, Claudio uh, Silva plus 132. So uh, Thomas Almeida is back, uh, Joey. Thomas Almeida, he's back and he's a favorite. Minus 136. Against Jonathan Martinez, what are you expecting from Thomas Almeida's return? You know, this Martinez kid is one of those guys that, you know, he's no, I think he's an overachiever. I think if you're not ready for him and you go in there, you know, maybe undertrained or not, you know, underprepared uh, and have a, you know, an average night, this kid is capable of winning. But uh, I like Almeida in the spot. You know, Almeida's coming off what he lost, what, three of his last four fights. But, uh, you know, I, I liked Almeida, too. I mean, I liked Almeida when he fought uh, when he fought Jimmy Rivera. I, I liked him when he fought Cody Garbrandt. I, you know, I, I, I didn't get caught speeding, but, I mean, I lost with him. Uh, you know, and it's not that I'm sticking with him because I, you know, because I'm trying to get even with him. But uh, I, I think Almeida will bounce back here. I think it's a good matchup for him. And, again, you know, uh, the Martinez kid from Texas, I think he's tough, man. He's one of those guys that gives an honest fight every time out. And if you show up and you're not, you know, if you're overlooking him or looking past him, He's going to catch you, but I, I think Almeida wins this fight. I think he's a short favorite, too. You know, I think it's a little low for Almeida. I think he should probably be about 2-1. Uh, next week, or of course, high. we've got uh, Khabib and Gaethje. Uh, for the record, Khabib right now is minus uh, 300, and I'm seeing Ooh. FanDuel's posted uh, posted some some um, some numbers for, for potential fights coming up. John Jones and Naganu. John Jones minus 130, Naganu plus 108. And, of course, there was talk this week, Joey, and it's official. And 
you know, Conor McGregor, the definition of the boy that cried wolf. Well, I'm not fighting unless it's in this year. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> it's like, dude, like you, you're you're not doing things that doesn't seem to hold uh, whole weight anymore. Conor McGregor though opens minus one eighty four against Dustin Poirier, Joey plus one fifty four. You know, how, how do you not like the diamond here? I mean, you know, look, I, you, you can bet against Connor all the time, and you, you definitely be in oh, the sorry, negative. Joey. You know what I mean? You I always do this to you. I always give you a question <laughs> on the way out. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Game Time Decisions continues. Thanks to Joey Odessa. And don't forget to uh, follow the action. His great podcast with the great uh, crew that they got. JBL, Bradshaw, uh, the coach, uh, Jonathan Coachman. Um, you got the Philly Godfather. Yeah, it's a great crew. And me and Cam are going to be appearing on a podcast. Follow the action. And shout out to our main man, uh, JBL. We're now also joined by an undefeated uh, wrestler. Uh, <laughs> Cousin Sal, stop stopping <laughs> in. Kicking it uh, with us. Uh, Sal, how you doing, my man? What's happening, Gabe? How you been? Good stuff, Sal. Good stuff. I guess I got way too much money on uh, on an SMU Tulane game right now, but other <laughs> yeah. than that, life is Me good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look. Please tell me up to uh, SMU. Tulane did not look uh, pretty at all last week. I, I'm not sure. Is it minus seven? Is that what it is? Yeah, no, we're, on, we're on two lanes, Sal. No, no. You can oh, say no. we're contrarian, Sal, or we're idiots. It's up to you. Yeah, yeah. You can fill in the blank. It's usually one seven, of the same. Seven. <laughs> Okay, that's it's not bad. Seven, seven right now early. All right, so let's let's get down to business uh, here. Some interesting games uh, this week in the National Football League. And, you know, I want to take the Cleveland Browns. This is a game that I'll just throw it to you, Sal. Browns-Steelers here. I want to take the Browns, but I have an inner voice is telling me, I don't know, man, they're pretty beat up. You got Odell Beckham situation. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield's playing through pain. They're going in to Pittsburgh, but those three and a half points look freaking tempting to me, man. Yeah, I almost think it's too low. Like, I, I would like Pitts. I'm an idiot. You talk about contrarians. I'm the idiot that likes this line at six for the Steelers, but not at three and a half. I think it looks fishy, <laughs> but I do think I need 17 years. Everyone says that could change, but it's been 17 years since Cleveland went to three rivers or Hines or whatever it was in the last 17 years and won. And everyone could say, well, that's a different team. Okay. Well, last year was 16 years. Two years ago was 15 years. So the trend has not changed over and over. Baker has got beat up. He's got beat up ribs. I don't think he lasts. I think this is going to be like a low-scoring kind of game, 27-17, 27-20. I don't think it goes over. I think it stays under, and I think uh, Pittsburgh emerges superior right there. Cam, we always talk about um, – I always use the expression, Sal, you don't want to rob the same bank two days in right. a row. Right? True. You know, you can move to a different neighborhood. It's a similar situation with betting – uh, betting on the same team over and over. Oh, and yeah. I've been riding. I've been riding this Cleveland streak, right? And mm-hmm. it's the end of the world as we know it. The Cleveland Browns have a four-game win streak, but am I pushing my luck, Cam, if we go back to the same bank for the fifth time? <laughs> 
Yeah, I think we might be. But uh, Sal, Sal brings up a good point, too. I'm looking at the line going, eh, you know, it's a little bit light. But here's the thing. I don't know what ba- Baker Mayfield's going to do. But let's remember, too, guys, I'll take the hook at three and a half with Cleveland Gay because think about this. You know, they Philadelphia hung around with these guys as well. Like the Cleveland Browns, are, they're, they're, they're figuring it out. They're, they're a better team now. They're getting Beckham involved. And a- as for Pittsburgh, you know what I mean? They're, they're winning games, but they didn't really impress me against the Giants. Only in the second half of that game, like, you know what I'm saying, Sal? Like they, 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 they're good. They're undefeated, but are they really that good? Claypool had four touchdowns. I don't know. I just don't trust the Steelers to, to cover numbers. Yeah, you don't know. Well, that's the whole thing. You don't know their identity, right? Is it this team that yeah. has four uh, Canadians score four touchdowns in a game, or is it the running game of James Conner and and, uh, and Snell and all these guys? But you know, Big Ben though quietly is having a good year, which is surprising if you look at the stats. But it should be a great one. I like that Claypool did the LeBron four thing after. I yeah. love it too. Walked out. Four, four. That's bold. That's good, good job, kid. I like that. Good, good job. Um, all right. So call me crazy. Um, this is a pick that I already gave on a radio show that I was a guest on earlier in the day, and there's no turning back now. I'm calling the upset. As good as Tennessee looked against the Buffalo Bills. This feels like a letdown and flat spot Love all over it to me, Sal. I think the Houston Love Texans it. go in there, win the game outright. Bill O'Brien's Woo-hoo. no longer there. They're going to try to salvage their season. And like I said, Tennessee a little cocky. You know, they cheat, they practice, then they get mad at everyone else for cheating. You know what I mean? They're like the husband yeah. that cheats on the wife and then blames her because she's a bad cook. Well, your lasagna <laughs> sucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> Keep on hating on us, guys. Yeah, yeah, because you're little victims, Taylor, right? Yeah, go have another yeah. beer, bro. So right. I'm calling it's up. It's working set. for the Astros, too. I'm with you. And it's scary that I'm with you. I have the same reasons, too. We saw Deshaun Watson. He did well last year. We saw David Johnson last week. They did well. They had their best games of the season. They've kind of settled in. I don't think they're, you know, they had the, the, whatever, they were against the eight ball with a bad schedule in the beginning of the year, right? They had all the tough teams. Now it's evening off, right? And maybe it's like, uh, you know, S or get off the pot here because they know coaches are getting fired, GMs are getting fired. And then you look at Tennessee. Yes, I don't understand what happened last Tuesday night. It doesn't make any sense. Do you not practice? Or we to think that they did practice. I think it's the latter. They did practice. You're right. They're a little cocky. I don't see it happening again on a short week. I would take the points here. And you might be right. Could be enough for an upset. Hey, Sal, I got to ask you about this game. And we talk, Gabe and I talk about, too, a hot shower, steam burns. This thing just keeps on climbing. Uh, Baltimore, sure, they look good against the Bengals, but this line opened up at seven, seven and a half. On FanDuel, we're seeing the Ravens minus nine and a half against the Eagles. I get it. Like, they're a better team, but man, that's, that's a lot of points. I kind of like the Eagles at seven and a half. Am I crazy? I think I got to take them at nine and a half. What do you think, Sal? Yeah, I, I like it too. I, first of all, this is still a desperate Eagles team. And if you look about, let's say this game was three weeks ago, right? This line wouldn't be eight and a half, nine and a half, right? It'd be four or five. So the Eagles yeah. impressed me a little bit. They fought. They didn't score enough to beat Pittsburgh. It was a little too little too late, but offensively they could do it. They have Miles Sanders. They have this guy Fulgham who everybody picked up on their fantasy team. They're the only two players from any team that average 100 yards a game. Sanders averages 5.7 yards a carry. Baltimore 
second to last in the league behind the Jets. Lamar Jackson, say what you will about him. Their passing game is 31st in the league. And then you add to it, Philadelphia, 18 sacks is one of the top three in the league. I think this is close. Again, close, low scoring. Could be like 21-16, 21-17. That's enough to take the points. All right, I want to, well, I'm going to ask you just about a game um, that you know maybe we, we, we're not talking about uh, that's uh, Sal Slam Dunk of the Week. But mm. I'm surprised, guys, that this game hasn't gotten more pub this week, considering it's, it's Aaron Rodgers as Tom Brady again. Yeah, uh, it seemed like wasn't it last year, two years ago, that it was the the two greatest quarterbacks in the history of the world <laughs> playing. Now this week it's like shrug. I don't know. No one's really talking about it at all. But yeah. got a big game: Green Bay Packers and, and the Buccaneers. What what do you make of this game, uh, Sal? I mean, are, are Green Bay as good as the record? And one thing that's interesting about Green Bay, I didn't really realize, but when you think about it, when you, when you look, so Green Bay, every game they played this year, they dodged the bullet. Um, Kenny Galladay wasn't playing for the Lions. Michael Thomas wasn't playing for the Saints. Uh, Julio Jones was injured, checked himself out of that football game. It's interesting when you look at Green Bay's defense, they've, they've never really faced a number one wide receiver. They've always, you know, they're a good team, but there's, they've had favorable matchups every week. And that's yeah. the way this league works, man, right? It's all about time and place, who's hurt, your DB's out. Like, the Buffalo Bills were beaten down. They didn't have Milano. They didn't have John Brown. They didn't have Trey White, their best defensive player. People don't really talk about that. But right. is the number too light? What side are you on in this game? Uh, I like Green Bay. I'm a big Packers. And by the way, this game better be good because the NFL didn't do us any favors here. Only two 4 p.m. Eastern games. It's this one. And I think the Jets, Dolphins. So thanks for nothing there, <laughs> NFL. They better show up. Pampa and uh, Aaron Rodgers here. Uh, you mentioned all those receivers. The truth is the Packers were without Devontae Adams most of the time, and they're, he's yep. coming back. He's as healthy as he'll probably be all year. I'm a big Rodgers fan this year. 13 touchdowns, no interception through four games. Uh, two other quarterbacks have done that in the past, and they both won MVP. I like Green Bay this year, and here's where you're going to make a difference right here. It's not going to be about Tom. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers in a stadium where there's not a big crowd. He's going to be able to do that hard count like he does, and draw them off sides. They're one of the most undisciplined teams in the league, and in the last five years, Bruce Arians' Bucks are. They had over 100 yards of penalties last week, 113 penalties last year. He's going to get like three or four free plays at the line of scrimmage, and he's going to make the most of them on two plays, and they're going to win 27-20. Yeah, and not to mention, they got yeah. um, they got injuries too. I mean, it, people don't talk mm-hmm. about uh, Vita Vea a lot, but Huge. key, key component – to, to that defense. I, I think the number's short here, too. I get it. They don't want to be laying a three spot and old Brady at home getting three, but I like the Packers as well. So, uh, Sal, is there a game we didn't bring up uh, that you like? What what game? What's your, uh, I don't like the word lock, but what are you going to put the most money on? What's the game well, that you're thinking, yeah, this, this is my bigger game? You guys are going to hate this, but I like the 49ers on Sunday night. Sunday night is probably the only thing I've hit all year. I can, really should sleep through the whole day and, like, wake up. <laughs> oh, my quarterback's up here. Uh, but that's it. I, I like it. <laughs> it doesn't make sense if you look at the numbers, but the 49ers in a must-win situation here. Three out of the next four weeks, they play teams that lead their division. They beat the Rams twice last year. I get it. The Super Bowl hangover for the losing team is a real thing. But Jimmy G is 3-0 and against this team. Don't forget, Goff put up a stinker last year at 80 yards uh, passing. They get the cornerback back. They're okay on defense. Raheem Mostert's in there. He had 90 yards last week. I think they get their footing back. This could be like a 21-20 type game, come down to a field goal. Take the underdog on Sunday night.
Sal, we were all on Minnesota last week, right? That was the game, even against Seattle. So Sunday nights are working for you. They should have won on the field. I know, so a couple of weeks ago, I drank I too much on a Friday night after the show. A long week. I, was like, I crushed uh, too much, though. I yeah, crushed yeah. like three bottles of wine type of deal. And Very same nice. thing. So Saturday afternoon, I'm like, oh, God. And I got thrown off by West Coast, East Coast. I'm like, oh, my God, the 3.30 college games are starting. I'm all like, you know, you get up, the head's spinning. I'm like, oh, my God. Right. I put two bets in, 300 a game type of deal. Hey, you know, sit back down, of course. Oh, let me check the scores out you know, a little while later. Lost. And I thought the same thing, Sal. I was mad at myself. I'm like, dude, you were in a beautiful, get up. deep sleep. You woke <laughs> up, felt violently ill, got up solely to place these bets, and then went right back to bed only to wake up. You find out you lost. <laughs> I was like, I could have just like, like, God, am I a loser? Like, I got no, no joy I out of it, Sal. I basically you crawled out of bed, like barely got the bed in, like to have the strength to hit the keyboard, and then went pass back out again, only to lose, bro. <laughs> you probably woke up and saw the SCC playing zero defense. I'm like, what? Am I still sleeping? What the hell's going on yeah. here? I used to think I knew uh, college football, but it's hard to bet this year for sure. Speaking of which, I like Bama and the over tomorrow night. I'm not not. Ta- I'm not I hear George's defense. Give me the over, Sal. Yeah, I'm with you too. I mean, I like that Mac Jones better than what Georgia puts out there, Stetson. But uh, and Najee Harris has had a good year. Ten touchdowns, five last uh, week. People are laying on Georgia. You know, it might go back up to six if Nick Saban is uh, back on the sidelines, which is what they're saying might happen. But grab it now. Right, so like what do you? What do you guys think of me if he back two, three negative tests, two in a span of 24 hours? Mm-hmm. I expect him to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, what do you guys think of this? Pretty crazy, but it's come down. So somebody agrees with me here. It was three and a half all week. How the hell do you lay three, three and a half points on the road with uh, the pencil net, uh, Matt, uh, Matt Patricia, Sal? Who the hell still has a pencil in their ear anyways? It's yeah, not right. working, coach. Like, if you, <laughs> does he think he's smart? Like, he's, like, we know, like, oh, yeah, you're smart. You got the pencil. Oh, oh, you're really up to something. Like, I'm not laying points. I think this is an upset. I know Jacksonville blow, but. Even the worst teams win a couple of games a year, and I think this is a good spot for the Jags. I'm with you. I get that the Lions have to travel. I get that they've been, you know, they have a little uh, rest uh, advantage here. But I like Gardner Minshew. You know, Stafford's a come-from-behind quarterback. That running back for Jacksonville has done well, Robinson. I'm going Jacksonville on the points, always against the Lions. You're right. Patricia's on his way out for sure. All right, we're going to kill it this week, Sal. Bright and early Sunday morning. No worries. Yep. We're, we're crushing it, brother. We're killing you it this it, week. Pal. Let's get it done. Thanks, Sal. Thanks, Have a good one, Sal. All right, take care, guys. Here we go. There's Cousin Sal with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, that was a quick uh, first hour. Thanks to Joey Odessa. Don't forget to follow the action, the podcast, wherever you subscribe to your favorite uh, podcast. And, of course, the cousin Sal in the house. Uh, but we don't need to uh, promote Sal. Uh, you know where to find uh, Sal. Um, so, uh, Cam, 
Uh, we're we're already off and running right now. We got two games going on, and uh, we got a ten seven football game. SMU have a ten seven lead uh, right now, and the football, and we have our first run of the night in Major League Baseball game. The Tampa Bay Rays put up uh, put up a run in the bottom of the second inning. We're into the third inning uh, right now, and it's one nothing for the Tampa Bay Rays. What are you doing with the Los Angeles Dodgers in the Braves game tonight? Yeah, this is a tough one, Gabe. I think the Dodgers win. It's just like, what do we do here, right? Like, it's like right now it, it opened up at a buck 88. It's up to 200 on FanDuel, total nine. I guess I got to play it. You know, I already have it. I, I sound like a broken record. These parlays, I've lost every you, single one of them this week. Why? I don't think they're going to win. They've only lost one playoff game, and they're like massive underdogs. I'm just stuck. I'm a Dodger fan, and I bet on the Dodgers in every damn game. If I wasn't a Dodger gonna, fan, I'd be on the Braves in this game. Yeah, but I, 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 don't, I don't really trust. I don't know what they're going to do with A.J. Minter. May's a pretty good pitcher. It's true. Like the, the, the Braves have all the momentum right now, but if I don't think they're going to win the game, there's nothing much to do. So it's got to be Dodgers minus one. It's already parlayed with Tampa Bay to plus money, but I've lost every time this week. But the Dodgers are not going to go out like this. Are they going to go out in five games? Are the Los Angeles Dodgers going to lose in five games to the Braves? Or are they going to win today and make it a series, right? Like yesterday, it was just the Braves got hot up and down that lineup, man. They just continually hit. Do you trust May? I think May, like, I don't know how long Minter's yes, going to be I in there for the Braves. <laughs> I do trust May, too. I think the Dodgers are going to win, so I'm not trying to tell you to bet someone's going to lose. Yeah, why I are you telling me to bet the Braves then? I'm not betting the yeah, Braves. Just, no way. If, if you've been betting the Braves throughout the series, I see no reason not to take the Braves. I've been betting on the I Dodgers get it. throughout. That was yeah, my I have, too. Yeah, it's a good point. I'm betting the Dodgers. It's a very good point. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 